this is a story all about how when life in high school goes up and down, it'll take 20 minutes to sit right there. We'll tell you some fun facts and education on self-care. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and talking to students instead of the school. When a couple of students who were trying to be cool wondered what was happening in the episode. Well, we want to give advice so you're not scared. So come and join the fun and we'll tell you what's out there. The Sammy and the Seeds, we know the deal. The topics and advice are so fresh and so real. If anything I could say, this podcast is rare. The stories, the people, you don't want to miss this, I swear. We hope all this is helpful and everyone will listen. Tell all your friends and family we're on a mission. You know where we are. Remember our tune. We're in the SSO. Come visit us soon. Welcome back to Coffee with the Counselors. I'm Miss Jeeds and I'm here with Miss Amy and we're ready to have a good time today. <laughs> it's almost spring break. We had some 60 degree weather. Now yeah. it's back in the 30s, but <laughs> supposed to go up again. Yeah. You know what they say about March in mm-hmm. like a lion out like a lamb. I've never heard that before. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard that ever since I was a kid because March you come in like a lion because it's really wintry and then you go out like a lamb and then you get to April and April showers bring May flowers. I heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> but this year we kind of went into March like a, lion, a lamb because it was like 60. <laughs> so hopefully we won't leave like a lion, but. Yeah. And that's what well, this weekend actually is the daylight saving time. So uh, we should be getting some more daylight at the end of the day, which is nice because, you know, just makes you think of summer and how it gets late. Yeah. Lighter. No, it stays lighter later. Yes. Although you, we do lose an hour of sleep. So that's kind of sad, but still I would trade that for more sunlight and daytime. Or you could just go to bed early on Saturday night. Yeah, (laughs) it's true keep that hour yeah so today's topic is on conflict resolution and uh, you know conflict is something that we will all have our entire life so learning how to deal with situations that are stressful and conflicts with one another the sooner you figure out how to do it the better it will be maybe not easier because conflicts are always hard Mm -hmm. in every phase of life Mm -hmm. right but I did want to tell you this weekend I was in my room and kind of we have to do some spring cleaning and I have this shelf full of journals Mm -hmm. and I have always been a journaler it's kind of the way I process everything I'm going through so I have a lot of journals but they just sit there on the shelf and they collect dust So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to throw away these journals because I don't read them anymore and I don't need them. But before I do, (laughs) I should just read a few. (laughs) So I picked out a few and a few are from college. And so I was kind of reading through some of my thoughts. And then one was after college, one was before college or like during college. And then I found one that was from high school. So I was like, oh, I remember this journal. So then I started reading through it and I was uh, just remembering how 
emotional I was and what a turbulent time just being in high school can be with just a bunch of emotions. And even as we're trying to like figure out who we are and especially with friends. So there was one specific entry that I was really mad at my friend. So I have a best friend who lives in Texas now and we're still friends after like 30 some years. But we had a lot of drama in high school because our personalities are so different. And she was very like confrontational, say it like it is, just, she was kind of a whirlwind. So drama always surrounded her and I am not like that. So I would just kind of like be on the periphery (laughs) experiencing it until once in a while it would like be directed at me. Like she'd get angry at me or something, or I'd get frustrated at her. So there's this one journal entry that I'm like, talking about how I'm so mad at her and how can she expect me to be this certain way? And apparently she had called me on the phone and I was watching TV, which I did a lot in high school. And I would always snap while I was talking on the phone. So she was like, (laughs) and she got mad at me for watching TV. What does she expect me to put down everything when she calls? (laughs) And then it was just humorous, but also, I don't know, kind of just brought me back at you know, the conflicts that we used to have, because the next journal entry was immediately like, oh, we made up, even though I'm so frustrated at her, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was like, that was just one of the many times we fought and then had to hash it out through an uncomfortable, like, let's talk about this conversation. But here we are 30 years later. And, uh, you know, now we can laugh about those things, but it's because we went through them and like, kind of push through and learn how to accept one another because she still is like the way she is you know I mean she's changed a lot and I've changed a lot too we've toned down a lot since being in high school but you know our personalities are still very just us so mm-hmm. it's always gonna be some similar personality clashes even though she's like my best friend, you know? So, so like when you were resolving your conflicts, even like whether it was like back during this incident that you were reading about, or if you think about maybe um, conflicts or disagreements you've gotten into more recently, like how do you initiate that conversation with her? Or like, do you remember like different strategies you use because lots of times people get defensive Mm -hmm. in like conflict situations and they put up these walls and then Mm -hmm. it's really hard to have like productive conversations. So Mm -hmm. can you recall any of that? Yeah. Well, specifically with her, which obviously there was many more friends I had fights with in high school and junior high and throughout my life, you know, but, um, specifically with my, with her, we always kind of go through something would bother us or she would say something that would offend me, or I would do something that would annoy her. And then it was like this awkward stage where it's not like we're saying you did this to bother me, or there's some kind of tension between us. It's more just like, you just feel annoyed, but then that escalates to a point where like something happens Mm -hmm. where it would lead to a fight, but the fight is never what the conflict is about. And that's something that I've noticed now too, even with, I have, if I have conflict with different people now, or, you know, my partner, I feel like the thing that we're hashing out 
it's never really just about that. It's always something deeper than that, you know? So I guess the first thing, if I think back and, you know, would be helpful advice to give to myself then is to kind of be reflective on what you're thinking and feeling throughout each step of whatever the conflict is or whatever annoyance is, all the things that are underlying, because something will build up to eventually a conflict or a fight, right? But Mm -hmm. you kind of have to pay attention to like, oh, I didn't like the way they use, like their tone of voice bothered me, or how come they're not spending as much time with me? Like being aware of those things early on and then trying to communicate those things Mm -hmm. earlier, I feel like is helpful to not get to a place where you even have something big, like a big blowout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is kind of like a deeper question and maybe you can answer it or maybe you can't, but, um, you know, some, most conflicts were able to resolve by good communication and the ability just to listen and hear the other person out and be willing to hear them as well. Mm -hmm. But sometimes like you can discover like, this isn't a good fit for me or like this relationship isn't worth me continuing to put in a bunch of my time when the other person's not putting in time or, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a romantic relationship and it comes to the end and you separate or, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So I had a question and I lost it, you know, cause that's what happens. <laughs> Is it, how do you determine if it's something that you want to pursue? Maybe, or like, you know, I think too about like the, just like as a person who watches the halls and like sees the changes in like friend groups and like, obviously that kind of stuff doesn't just happen overnight. Right. And, um, people do change and grow in different ways. And sometimes it brings them closer together. or They have like early experiences that keep them together as friends or whatever, but, um, you know, people do change and like have conflict and then have to move on from that in some way. And it's not, sometimes it's not together. Mm-hmm. So when do you know, it's like a time to like mend it. And when it's time to like, Hey, this isn't healthy for me. I need to set boundaries for myself and I need to move on. Mm-hmm. Or like, if someone doesn't believe the same thing that you do, um, Mm-hmm. How can you still be respectful for them, like to them? Mm-hmm. Because even if we think about like you went to a huge high school, right? So like mm-hmm. if you and your friend would have like had this disagreement that couldn't have been resolved, you could have found different group to be a part of because mm-hmm. there's like thousands of students there, right? Mm-hmm. But in at uni and at other schools, like the the climate is different because it's so small. So you're probably going to have a class with this person or interact with them in a sport or an activity. And so it's not like you can just like separate yourself from them because there's so many other people, like you just kind of have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, even like if you can't resolve your issue, you should still be able to be respectful and, um, like you should both be able to do theater if you want to both do theater. Mm -hmm. So how do you think you get to the point where you kind of resolve that (laughs) kind of conflict? Yeah, that's, those are good 
things to think about. And sometimes I think it's not so formulaic, like we're a match. We're going to be friends forever. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work out because we, our personalities are too different, you know, like I think sometimes when you're in high school or when you're a teenager, there's so much stock put into friendships and relationships that it's hard kind of to see beyond that Mm -hmm. because friendships and relationships are so central to that time of your life. But as you get older and different life phases, friendships you realize are only one part of your life, you know, but you have other roles and other responsibilities and Some people who are more social might still need like a large network of friends, which I have people I know that are like that, that still keep in touch with people from high school and college and after. And some people just need like just a few friends and they're fine with that too, because they have a lot of other things that they're doing and find value in things outside of just relationships, you know? But so to the people who do put so much emphasis on friends, I think like one of the things to keep in mind that it's not always so black and white either. Like we have to be friends or we're not, we can't be friends kind of thing, but, or even like friends forever. Sometimes I think I would feel guilty when I was not pursuing a friendship that wasn't working out, you know, but then I would think like, okay, I just have to cut them off, but that's not either the case either. Like, I think you can have mutual acquaintances not have to be really, really close because in uni, you are going to have to interact. So maybe that part of having mutual like existence with one another and respect like needs to be activated and people need how to need to learn how to get along, be in groups together, be in clubs together. But then I don't know. Also, I kind of take it like people kind of ebb and flow into and out of our lives, you know, and you can really be close to somebody and be learning so much from them and giving into their life now. But that doesn't mean that like that has to stay forever, because even when you grow distant, you can still value the time that you share together and say, yes, I don't regret that because I changed and I learned from that Mm -hmm. experience and from this person, even though we might not be as close anymore. And I think like when I learned how to kind of let that go, it gave me a lot more peace Mm -hmm. instead of having to navigate all my friends and feel like I have to be the best friend to everybody, you Mm -hmm. know, but like, it's not going to happen because we're only one person. And yeah, in the end, Mm -hmm. people have different interests, personalities, like goals in life. And we're all kind of interacting and rubbing shoulders at a certain time and space. But after that kind of moves on, then, then you have other people to get to know. But then I do like, for me, I think it is valuable, like lifelong friends that I've had, which are not very many. And even like people I felt very, very close to at some point in my life, we don't really talk as much anymore, but I still have people now that I'm close to. So I don't know. It's kind of nuanced like that. It's not so black and white I think mm-hmm. yeah yeah because even if you think about like different relationships that you could have a conflict in like as a 
as a young person, like having conflict with your parents and having conflict with a friend or having conflict with a teacher or having conflict with a teammate or a castmate or any other sort of club mate. <laughs> um, or like even, you know, people from your neighborhood or whatever, you know, like sometimes how you deal with that conflict could be very different because I know for myself, when I was younger, I had a lot of conflict with my parents, um, my mom especially. Mm -hmm. um, and as I've grown up, like we're very close now, but uh, during a, a period of time, like anything she said to me, like would make me mad or make me angry. And I didn't know how to express that in any other way. Um, you know, so it created a lot of tension. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I also think, you know, as you're young, you don't always know how to like name the emotions that you're experiencing. There's not like a class that you take where you're like, this is what this feels like. Or, mm -hmm. you know, like we've talked about like trying to evoke fear, for example, in students mm -hmm. um, by showing them a clip or making them scared just to show them like what it can feel like by like playing certain music or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard to, to do that um, and have everyone experience it at the same time because people are so different. Mm -hmm. So teaching emotions is quite difficult um, to try to like get people to understand what the, the feeling is that's associated with the word. Because mm -hmm. even like the word stress is not an emotion, it's just a word, right? So like within your stress, what emotion are you feeling? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that could be beneficial for people just so that they can express themselves better when they're having those conversations of like how it really does make them feel. Or even like when we were in class the other day, we talked about like, what was your body's reaction to um, that situation, right? Like, did it make you feel nervous? Was your stomach like, you know, feeling like it had butterflies or like oh, you're on a roller coaster or whatever mm -hmm. did your palms start, start to sweat like there's like physical reactions that can go with like the emotional reactions that we have and so sometimes like recognizing those signs is important too mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think with conflict or stress or whatever like it's super important to like you can like complain about it, but then also like trying to come up with a problem for how to solve it. Because if you're always just going to like complain, like if I'm just always going to complain to you about how bad my relationship is with my friend and <laughs> trying to like put steps forward, then I'm just dumping all my stuff on you and doing absolutely nothing to try to move forward with my situation. Right. So mm -hmm. whether that's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to talk to my friend and about what they did that made me upset um and lay out these three reasons or whatever like having some sort of like goal moving forward can help us like make that initial step because sometimes you don't want to be the one that makes the initial step to resolve the conflict mm -hmm. because it's almost like some people might take that or internalize it as like taking the blame for like what happened because I'm going to come forward and I'm going to say, I'm sorry, but I really want to talk about this because I want to clear the air or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, those conversations are always, well, not maybe always, but many times difficult and stressful, mm -hmm. but they're necessary. So 
Can you think of within the context of like when people are needing to hash things out, things to keep in mind that will make it a little bit more manageable? Like what kind of perspective should people have as they're trying to resolve conflicts? Yeah. I mean, I always think like perspective taking is super important, like trying to understand what the other person might have felt like empathy, of course, but you know, like really how did that affect them with everything they might have going on in their life? And obviously there's external factors that you can't control. Um, like I may not have known that your dad was have like your mom and dad were having a fight and then I like sprung this on you and then it just created this extra stress or something. Mm -hmm. But um, maybe if you told me that, then I could realize that, oh, that must've been really hard for them and like have a little bit more of a perspective of like what your reaction would have been towards me. Mm -hmm. um, taking time to like really listen um, and not try to solve, like, obviously you're trying to solve the conflict, but like, sometimes people can come with solutions before they even really understand what the problem is because they're not hearing the other person out. Mm -hmm. So like taking that time to like, listen intentionally and then like create a plan together rather than it just be like me pushing my agenda onto you. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. And I think along with that, just being open to seeing where you play a role in it as well. You know, I think sometimes when we're upset at somebody else, all we see are things that they need to change, but actually they might be reacting to us or we might be contributing to the conflict at hand as well, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really easy to look at what everyone else needs to change, but and even if it's not directly our fault, I think we can always contribute to make things better. Mm -hmm. And then having that open-mindedness as you enter into a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing I can think of is just like when two people have conflict, it usually means they care about each other. And that's why they're like in a conflict. That's mm -hmm. why you don't have emotion towards things that you don't care about because then you would just be apathetic, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and sometimes I feel like there's a very fine line between love and hate where like your best friend in an instant could be like your worst enemy because they just know how to make you so mad because you care about them and you care about like your relationship with them. Mm -hmm. So I think keeping that in mind too, um, you know, that when you come together with people and are trying to have a resolution that you are both there with the intention of wanting to make it better because you care about each other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but conflict will happen like throughout life. And sometimes it's good to have conflict because it makes you think of things in a different way than maybe you would have before and consider other people's perspectives more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's unavoidable. Um, conflict is unavoidable, meaning you will have someone to hash something out with at some point sooner or later. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I would encourage you to deal with that. I mean, if you need time to kind of like relax and um, let the emotions come more down to like 
baseline level because of course if you're in a conflict things are very heightened so if you need time for things to come back down then that is fine but like I mean, in my opinion and my personal experience, if you don't address the conflict, then it will continue to to go on and will not be resolved. And, um, you know, it's just better to address it head on, like, than just to kind of let it linger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even what you were saying before, Again, it's nuanced, but like if you continue to have conflict with people, then just some self-evaluation might be necessary too to say like, is this somebody I want to continue to be close to? Is this really healthy for me? Is this going in a good direction? And it reminds me of when I was in middle school, which I might have already shared this before, but it was a pre pretty significant moment because, you know, in middle school, you have all these cliques, right? And I remember my group of friends, we just did stupid things and acted really weird. Um, so we we're not like part of the popular group, but we had a lot of fun, right? But I remember this one girl who, when she, when we all got into middle school, she was very popular. Her name was Michelle Bolier. Michelle, if you're listening to this, hello. <laughs> I'm glad you um, are listening, but you probably won't be. Um, but anyway, like, but her group of friends were kind of toxic in the school. They would like make fun of people and they would, they were just like hurtful to other people and they just kind of only cared about themselves. So I remember one day and it wasn't like too far into middle school where Michelle all of a sudden appeared at our table and it was like kind of shocking, like oh, Michelle Bolier is sitting with us. <laughs> why? <laughs> we liked it, but it was like, why would she leave her friends to come sit with us? And, and then she continues out with us, sit with us. And later she said, like in reflection that like, she realized that the group of people that she was hanging out with, like she didn't want to go in that direction and be associated with like people who didn't care about others and whatever they were doing. Right. So they, she made a conscious choice to change her friend group. And mm -hmm. I feel like that really changed the course of who she was all throughout middle school and high school, because then those friends became healthy friendships while friends that she might have been a, a group that she might've been involved with before it might not have been as healthy. Mm -hmm. And so actually like I lost touch with a lot of high school people until Facebook came about. And then one day I found Michelle again <laughs> on Facebook. I was like, Michelle, let me, let me tell you what I remember about you. And I actually like recalled this memory and she, she very clearly knew what I was talking about. Cause she's like, yes, that was a time in my life where I really had to make some purposeful changes because of the people I was hanging out with. Mm -hmm. And it made me so much of a better person because of that. And I don't know, that really stuck out to me because I thought about my own kids and I was like, I hope they can make those hard decisions too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's something that people, even now you might have to be thinking about like who you want to become and are the people around you helping you to become that person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you, Michelle. 
for life lessons. <laughs> yeah, that's a probably the best place to end right there. Yeah. Because the only other thing I was going to mention is that you know, like sometimes people will turn to like unhealthy coping mechanisms when they're just using avoidance as the only strategy of like avoiding the conflict. And that's not good either. Right. And so all of those things could be, I can't find the word, but, um, like you wouldn't have to like go to those unhealthy coping mechanisms, like drinking, smoking, vaping, other things, um, like yeah. risky behaviors, uh -huh. um, because you feel more secure in your relationship mm -hmm. and you're not trying to avoid some other person or like get involved in some other way. Um, you know, so that's just something to kind of be mindful of. And like, if then you start, like if you're avoiding your conflict and you're engaging in those other things to kind of just like avoid and like escape or whatever, I think it's really important that you have like some sort of like self-assessment of like, is this the best choice for me? Because really you can only make that choice for yourself. Like you said in the Michelle story, like she had to make that choice for herself to see like, this isn't healthy for me. And in those same situations, like, is this healthy for me or is this benefiting me in any way? Mm -hmm. And then really make those adjustments because then you can, otherwise you can really fall into a pattern that is really like self-destruction. Mm -hmm. But lastly, I think, that's hard to come to on your own. So talking to trusted individuals and adults and us as counselors, we're always, you know, open to hearing and listening to people, but just, you know, bringing that by people that are trustworthy and it can give you some solid direction, I think is also, you know, will give you the empowerment to make those steps yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that, good luck everyone on your endeavors with conflict, but we all know that we can become a, you know, a healthy community as we navigate conflicts and come out on the other side. Until next time, out with the lamb. <laughs> Bye.